0: available in more homes than the Pac-12 network. We are the Podcast of Champions. I
1: nice. am oh, David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes. Miles Jack. And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com.
0: Reiner, gonna try to sneak it ahead. SC. We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome, everyone, back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24 7 Sports Network.
1: And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com, the USC site on the 24 7 Sports Network. And together we make the podcast of champions, talking all things Pac 12 football. We are winding down, David Woods, to the end of the Pac 12 season. One big weekend. Pour one out. Pour one out for the Pac 12 season. Pour one out. One big weekend. Then we got the championship weekend mm-hmm. and then a bonus game. COVID A bonus game that we're all excited to see. Oh my God. Could Especially we... after this weekend. Yeah. Uh so we're we're gonna get to all that stuff. We got to recap everything that happened. Uh in week twelve, we'll preview week thirteen. We got some news and notes, a couple rivalry games, a lot of blowouts, a lot of non competitive games. Uh a lot of competitive joy on display. There was. Some joy, some pain. Some sorrow. Lots of pain. I said on the, I just, we, we're we recording this on Sunday night, which is not normal. Uh, no. It's going to be Thanksgiving week, and we all got crap to do, so we're going to do this early, uh, early on. But like on the last show, uh, I was like, you remember Rocky Three? like Clubber Lang? Like, mm-hmm. what's your prediction? Pain. Like yes. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be my preview for USC BYU's pain. That should
0: actually be your preview for every USC game yeah, going forward. Just
1: pain. Uh, but we're gonna get to all that stuff. If you have any questions or comments, concerns, uh you can email Dave directly. I'll give you a few. <laughs> <no, laughs> I'll give you his home address or back12 podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, you can call or text us at four two four five three two zero six seven eight. I tweeted out uh, earlier today we got a bunch of text messages. To get too so that's cool you can t- uh, and if you want to tweet us you can do it at pac12 podcast the website is pac12podcast.com it's got all of the old episodes on there and you can go over to reddit.com R slash podcast of champions to talk with other POC listeners about the conference of Champions. and of course on Apple podcast you can rate us follow us the podcast of champions give us those five stars we love it we're gonna save the reviews we got a couple of new ones we're gonna since we just did a show or I just did a show a couple days ago. We're going to save it till next week when we recap basically the final week of the regular season. And then we'll take the best uh, review that we got there and we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card to jockey. So I have one of those left. So this will be the last one, which is perfect timing since the season's going to end and we'll probably do some other ones, but I sent out, I sent out a lot of gift cards this week. So $400 in gift cards to our survival pool winners. And then I had like a couple weeks of, uh, winners from our weekly drawing given away and so sent a whole bunch of those but i got one left and so we'll save it for after thanksgiving weekend uh with all these games and we'll give you that away but thank you for all the reviews and thanks to jockey for providing those hundred dollar gift cards i'm wearing jockey right now again i'm sure you are. i've
0: got jockey underwear on right now nice most comfortable form-fitting underwear i can imagine
1: yeah um but we did i did do a solo show Last week, I don't know if you want to address, there was a lot of people that were reaching out to you David if right. you want to uh, things. Yeah, no, we have uh, a beer right now so we're yeah. having a beer
0: uh, yeah. in honor of uh, of of Big Donald Woods. Um thank you everyone for uh, reaching out. Um I got just a uh overwhelming amount of uh love and support from so many uh people who listen to this show as well as, you know, who post on message boards under anonymous names, but are lovely lovely people all the same. Uh really appreciate it. It was uh, you know, obviously uh and very very hard time but it's still lovely to hear uh so many kind words from people i don't believe uh donald woods knew what a podcast was i think he had the vaguest idea like the vaguest possible idea i don't think he really understood in any real way he kept trying to tell me to get the podcasts on his tv on the roku like um, among the apps And I was like, I can do that for you.
1: You could Spotify, but then
0: he was like, No, but I want. And it was it was very very difficult to explain it to the man. Uh, But uh, lovely person, miss him a lot. But thank you, everyone out there.
1: That picture was awesome.
0: Like, yes, yeah, that was really.
1: uh, I could see your personality in his face.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, just uh, (laughs) you can never make a serious expression uh, to a
1: to a camera. Yeah, that was uh, that was my dad. That was great. Well, we had we I owed Dave beers from a bet. I think it was the UCLA LSU game. And uh, we had two left in the fridge. So we're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's pop them open. Uh, I just finished my live show and we're like, okay, the only thing we can record is like Sunday night. So here we are doing this. But, you know, we, we got NFL football on. We got a beer. It's uh, not a bad thing. Couldn't be bad. You know what better? A little money makes it better. And uh, so that was a transition. I right want there, you to baby. go over to my bookie. We both, Dave and I both, I, of course, didn't get to catch up to him, but we both went four and two, our picks against the spread. I, as I told you I've put money into my my bookie account and I've more than doubled it in the last I think 3 or 4 weeks I guess since we've uh, started doing this but I've two two times this week I made multiple unit bets like I have a regular unit that I would bet for each game uh, and I hit both of those UCLA and Oregon State so it's been great and uh, this week they're all you know for Thanksgiving week they're going to have a special promotion. So these are the ones you want to do—the free promotion. If you if you put your money into my bookie, use promo code PAC twelve, and they will match you your match double your initial deposit up to a thousand bucks. But these freebies are where you can really make money. If you go to bet the spread this Thanksgiving between the Raiders and the Cowboys over at my bookie, when you win, you win, and if you don't, my bookie will refund you up to two hundred fifty dollars. So you can't lose the bet. That's what it's all risk. I mean, no risk, all gravy. So I love doing these. Uh, I think I bet one of the UFC fights, and it's just like, doesn't matter. Whatever happens, you win. Um, so get in there and do that. Because if you have a bad week, you get that free bet, and it sort of just makes up for it. But you can also double your initial uh, deposit. Like I said, promo code PAC12. Double your initial deposit, and uh, you can make out with there too. So feast risk, risk-free risk on Turkey Day with my bookie, and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odd boosts. They'll have you on your belly, and your po- – will- they will have your belly and your pockets full. So bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. That was a beautiful read. Oh, thanks. Uh, you know, I, I I'm enjoying it. Like this is making my picks more fun. Even though I'm below five hundred, still, you just creeped above five hundred mm-hmm. in your picks. That's good. I, I noticed, uh, but the fact that I'm like strategically betting, so I'm still making money. I've had I've had some good weeks too, but um it's helping me it's just like, for context um as ryan is
0: um dissembling there uh he is 34 uh 41 and one this year mm. in his picks
1: yeah but since i started betting real money which was i guess it was five i think it's been the fifth week yeah i was like i have a five and one i've got a four and two i'm pretty happy don't you about have a things. one
0: and five in there too or something like that that no, was a
1: one three and one that oh, was last week yeah that was terrible like we lost one of the games by half a point you weren't around for that like we had a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a half mm-hmm. a point loss. There were some bad beats in that I mean, one. I was
0: around for it. Who knows? Really? Was I? You
1: right. Could... When, we talk, when I talked about it last week, you weren't around. Um, yeah, that was the one, like, when Colorado was up with 17 or something. Or I mean, There was, like, just uh, there was epic collapses where people come out ahead and then just blow it and stuff. But, uh, but anyway, so enough about our picks. But we both had good weeks, so we'll do that. So we got to recap all the games, and we'll preview the week 13 games. Uh, there's actually seven. Yeah, seven games we get to recap, which is kind of fun. Oh yeah, baby. Um, we do have uh, some uh, some breaking news. Fifth straight year, David Woods. No college football playoff for the Pac-12.
0: You don't think? Uh, you don't think USC has a chance?
1: I, I think USC's. I mean, they they'll get the better of the doubt. but I think they're no, no. Um, they don't got it. Wazoo, not not. No gonna, Wazoo. No. Utah looks
0: good. Utah looks great, but you know, shame they gave away a couple games on Charlie Brewer.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's where you are right now. Oregon lost. We'll we'll get to that. Uh, so no college football player. But playoffs. this
0: is a comforting position for us to be in as Pac-12 football fans, is it not?
1: Yeah, the fact that Oregon was like number three, and like I, honestly, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop there for oh many many weeks God. because
0: like, Oregon was. Uh, look, all right, earmuffs hit the day, Not the
1: number three team in the country at any point. Not no. And I get to you beat Ohio State. Like perfect like, that was great. Like that was a great great game. But they haven't looked like that since. Like No, that was the only all.
0: game this year where they have looked like they've been firing on all cylinders and they also like very obviously got Ohio State on a down day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it uh, yeah. I mean the league is what it is. I think it's uh the worst Pac twelve we've seen in probably two decades, um Oof. at least. Um it's a it's a very down league this year. Um But I think what you're seeing now, and we'll talk about this more when we get to the game, is a Utah team that is coming into its own. And that looks like next year. I mean, we're constantly doing this next year in Jerusalem thing. But (laughs) next year, Utah looks like an actual contender um, and built the way kind of like how Washington was, where they're not going to be like that uh, Bud Elliott blue chip ratio. But that looks like a team that could contend for the playoff because it looks like a team that could go one loss through the regular season. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we'll talk more about that. I think going into the off season, but Utah, they've figured it out now at the end of the season, and I think they have like four seniors and they're too deep. So, um, there's a lot to like there.
1: Yeah. Uh. But we'll get we'll get to all that stuff. But yeah, no college football, um, playoff there. Uh. It's it's so it's Sunday night. So I feel like we're kind of like the. Uh, no truck stops podcast where like there's gonna be some breaking news. But as of now, no one's new been fired in the Pac twelve. Um I got to mention that you're uh I think Kyle Bonagore was asking about the Apple Cup, what should be called, and you said the the application bowl. Is that the, correct? The, the application cup. The application cup, yeah. Which is great.
0: Yeah, I think it should be. Um, um and but, I think everyone should be applying. Those are two great jobs. I'm gonna apply, certainly.
1: But uh no new firings no. as of as of right now. Maybe on Monday, people get fired or something. I, I'm assuming there's not going to be more fires. I,
0: I don't think there's anyone who would make sense right now. I think it would have to be next Monday. But I think you've got to say Herm, real
1: chance. Yeah. Uh, David Shaw? David no. Shaw? Hell no. They're three and eight, buddy. Okay. Can I can I tell some people some stuff? Yeah, tell can some I people Can I say some Stanford stuff. is butt? Yes. Stanford is butt. Where are you, Zodiac Killer? Where are you? Are you going to call and sing on my voicemail now? Because you know what? Stanford is butt.
0: They're ass-tacular.
1: They are so bad. I picked them last week. I picked them. I thought Cal would have like some COVID hangovers. Like, uh, no.
0: No, Cal picked up. uh, And that's uh,
1: right where they left off.
0: If you want a worrying thing for UCLA, when have we ever seen UCLA have a hangover after a big win over USC? Never. 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 Never never happened. Uh, And Cal. Okay, if you go back and look at Cal's like last four games and discount the Arizona one where they had like four guys healthy,
1: yeah, they've been uh,
0: they've been kind of a juggernaut.
1: And I, I feel like the COVID screwed us because we knew like Cal was going to be good, you know, and like that USC spread was like I was just salivating to take Cal on that one, mm-hmm. and I lo- you lose out on it, and then they you know they had the COVID thing and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, you're there. not going to lose out on it because it's still coming. It's still coming. There's I still, still going to be that.
0: a game. Yeah, is that at the Coliseum?
1: I know it's at the it's at in Berkeley. Okay, so
0: it's still going to be like an even game or cow by three, and you got to load up on
1: cow. Oh my god, I'm going to put five. It's going to be incredible. What was the? I forget what's. I put five units on the one. The Oregon game, like Oregon. uh, I forget who they were playing, but I was like, oh yeah, Oregon's going to crush this team, and they did. Um, But right now, yeah, I'm going to put a lot on the cow one. But anyway. So no coaches firing, uh, no fired. Um, We do have some coaching news. So it looks like Arizona defensive coordinator Don Brown is going to be the head coach at UMass. He was there before when they were FCS, I think it was, the head coach there. Um, Quite a journey from Michigan to Arizona, now back to being a head coach. I think that's good for Jed Fish. Like, you hired someone that was good enough that someone's going to make them a head coach. Like, I think they look like a positive team like they look like they're going the right direction they're they're bad they're bad but and they're pissing me off because i picked them too and they they really shit the bed uh but we'll get to that but that you get your you know your defensive coordinator becomes a head coach somewhere you probably did a good job hiring your defensive coordinator
0: okay fine is that fair yeah i think it's fair enough um i think it's a retirement gig for don brown i think he's taking it because it's an fbs head coaching salary and he can just you know waltz off into the sunset with it um, yeah, I mean, you weren't going to have him as your defensive coordinator forever. He's 65, 66, something like that. Um, so, you know, to get things righted a little bit and now you, uh, either promote from within or go hire a new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for Jed Fish. I would say that the reason for their resurgence has actually been stability on offense. Um, the last few games, uh, Will Plummer, I, I don't think is a good quarterback, but he's at least not been a disaster, uh, the last four games, um, as they've kind of, you know shown a little bit more um and that's what it's gonna have to be for jed fish is he's going to have to figure out that offense um but you know i liked some of what don brown did defensively this year i mean obviously the stats don't bear it out but there were times where arizona actually looked pretty decent defensively um so yeah i mean we'll see we'll see what they end up hiring but um yeah i mean i i don't i think you can spin it as a good thing i don't think it's a great thing because i think don brown was a big part of why they were you know decent but um you know, I, I think it's it's fine. It just depends on who they hire now.
1: Yeah. Well, good luck to you, uh Coach Brown out in the Berkshires. I got into UMass. I, I went to high school in Massachusetts, so that was one of my like kind of safety schools or whatever. But yeah, it's not bad. I think Dan Wetzel went to UMass, the Yahoo, longtime Yahoo college sports writer. That's great. Yeah.
0: We love UMass. Big UMass, UMass guys here. Uh
1: yeah. Okay. So arguably
0: I, the worst FBS program.
1: I think they beat UConn, though, like mm-hmm. where your boy Jim Moore is going. Oh, you, yeah. I, you didn't get to talk about that. I listened to, uh, he was on with Bruce and Stu, and he kind of talked about how honor he would get with the media sometimes. And he was just sort of like, he's like, he he's, it sounds like he's learned from it and he's not going to be that way anymore. You don't think so? I, I
0: like, so personally, I like Jim a lot. Like, I think he's a really good guy, um, but he has highs and lows. And uh, I think if he's being fully aware of his own personal, uh, you know, things, I don't think he's at his best when he's not having highs and lows. Like, I think he's got to have some, you know, when he's feeling ornery is actually when he's doing pretty well. Um, Ah. So I think, uh, no, know who you are. Who you are is somebody who's going to be a little bit of a dick sometimes, and that's fine. Okay. You just got to know who you are. Um, I think with him um, is that like the artist with the heroin problem? Like when they get clean,
1: their art <laughs> sucks. Is that I like- think yeah. I think the big <laughs> thing
0: with him is is will he bring the energy to start there? Uh, UCLA, I think he's quickly going to realize was set up for success for him in many ways with its ability to recruit um, the area so quickly and the amount of talent that was in the program for him to immediately like utilize better. You're not going to have that at UConn. You don't have a fertile recruiting base. It's going to be really, really hard. Um, he's going to have to do it probably with X's and O's, and then out recruiting like <sighs> Rutgers and those sorts of schools for like low to mid tier three stars. And do you have the energy for that? If you've got the energy for it, then I think he can bring it and get the talent level up. But it's not going to be like it's you know a bunch
1: of Anthony Bars left there to uncover. It's it's UConn he He kind of took a shot, and I think it was sort of like he first of all he was upset that he got fired. He didn't think he should have got fired um no, it was personally very hard for him and but he when Bruce was talking about like the challenges of u c l a and he's like, one of the benefits is you have this tremendous recruiting base, and like Jim Moore interrupted him and said, "I wouldn't say it's tremendous, so he he sort of was like, it's good like." So
0: I don't hate that argument because it's – if you're comparing it nationally, like if you're comparing it to what Georgia or LSU or Florida has or Texas, yeah, it's it's in there, but it's not the best of them. It's probably right now what Georgia or, or LSU or Georgia or Louisiana. Um, but I don't know. It's a useless caveat because you have enough – the thing is you have enough talent in the LA area, especially given how down USC was during the entire period where Jim Mora was there to have done a lot more than he did. Yeah. Um, he, he squandered a lot in the last three years. Um, But, you know, whatever makes you feel good. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to. Well, everyone's got it. I tell, felt like that
1: was something to like sort of like make himself feel good. Yeah, it was, yeah.
0: Everyone has to tell themselves a story, right? Yeah. Like we can't all just be truth tellers about all the, you know, the things we've messed up.
1: All right. Well, we're going to recap the games. Did you look at my power rankings that I sent you? Probably mm. not. All right. Well, we're just going to go not with Not even my once. Po- we're going with them. So last week, I didn't change them at all, mostly because you weren't around. But it was pretty much I, – I probably should have had Washington lower, like Cal higher and stuff. We'll see if you agree with my oh, rankings. I feel and- good about these. I'm looking at You're them. looking at them? You yeah. like them? Okay. Um, all right. So let's get The to- only
0: thing I would have said is maybe Cal switched
1: with the team right above it. I, I could see that. Um but you know, this the, the way they're playing right now. They're yeah, playing yeah, that's better. power rank. Yeah, they're yeah. they're playing better. Um, what, you want me to do that real quick? Yeah, I want you to do okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna hey, do that no, right no. now. Well, why don't you say something to the audience, will I? Hey,
0: audience, uh, it's me, Dave Woods here. Uh, you haven't heard my dulcet tones in a week. Sorry for that. Uh, but now here they are. Yeah, yeah,
1: highest rated show we've had in a long time on Thursday. I bet. Since it was just me, like, I, I bet. No, I bet I'm it was apparently the popular one, the clean audio. They're like hush. <laughs> oh, Thank God that guy's not on there anymore. No. Uh, it's actually probably going to be worse. I haven't looked because it's usually you need to like, the more days it sits, you know, the more it soaks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the episode hadn't soaked very long. We're doing another one, so it's probably not going to do as well. But
0: Well, no, and the later in the week we put them out, just, we don't get the kind of listenership, but that doesn't stop us from no. continuously
1: doing these things, yeah. and like we, Thursday afternoon. We do appreciate it. We love the listenership, and thanks for everyone for tuning into this. I feel like we've helped like – have these other Pactual podcasts sprout up, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just because we suck and they're like, wow, we can do a better job than that. But it's like, hey, there must be interest there. People are writing in. They're calling in. Um, There's Pactual p- fans out there.
0: They don't understand, of course, what we know, which is that it's one guy <laughs> signing up for a million different <laughs> email accounts and sending us emails.
1: It could be. There's definitely... Rusty Hit- Fence, come on. Hitler Day, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, why don't we get to our uh, number 12 team. Stanford Cardinal. I think just for you, I called it the big game. Uh, But they, uh, yeah. But was it really? Yeah, they were uh, hosting our now number six team. California Golden Bears.
0: I mean, holy shit.
1: (laughs) This was so bad. Uh yeah, I mean I never felt worse about a pick.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know why you did and that. And you to sent me like
1: one and a half point spread like say I was getting one. I think it was like five. Like I think you screwed that up. Was it really? I think it was more, but it still didn't matter. I was like I was gonna be like, if they lose by like three, I'm gonna be pissed.
0: I would have taken Cal minus seven. Like I would have yeah. taken Cal minus anything. Uh Cal went minus anything. They went 41-11 on Stanford. How does David Shaw score eleven in a game where he's getting his ass handed to him by 30 points? Uh, I, I, How does that happen?
1: How do you end up with 11, buddy? Tanner McKee was back. Uh-huh. Now they got a lot of injuries. They're banged up. For uh, sure. Uh-huh. But holy crap, did they look bad? This wasn't a Jack West game. This was a Tanner McKee game. Tanner McKee game. And uh, to be fair, like I thought Cal having the the bye week. You know, some guys come off of COVID and they're just not. And like those guys, all tested positive. A lot of dudes tested positive. I felt like okay, maybe they'll have a little bit of a hangover. They did not. No, they put a beat down on the Cardinal.
0: Well, and it was it was incredible because it could have easily been worse. Uh, Cal turned it over on their two first possessions uh, in this game, and then on top of that, first
1: drive interception from Tanner McKee, like the very first drive. Like, yeah,
0: what? But Cal like they also had two long drives ending field goals. Like it it this should have been like a truly uh biblical type beatdown the kind that we'll talk about later in a rivalry game. Yeah. But instead it was, you know, merely 41 to 11. Uh Stanford was awful. Uh their defense is horrible. They haven't been good now in years on defense. Uh David Shaw should be fired. He's clearly lost the plot. They can't They can't reload the way they used to, but also their defensive just scheme and everything looks outdated and awful. Um, They're not overpowering guys the way they used to. Their strength and conditioning. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe they're not using the proper chemistry anymore. I have no idea, (laughs) but they don't look good anymore. They don't look strong and tough and big and monstrous. Um, They allowed Cal, California football the the mighty golden bear the team that to run offense. to run
1: for 352 yards holy shit david shaw 636 yards for the team that not too long ago we talked about you shouldn't try to offense my god like bill musgrave is whooping your ass like that it was bad i was uh, in the press box watching so i forget was it i think it was before i think it was before the usc game i forget the timing on this um and I look my little uh, ipad yeah i think the oregon utah game was on at the same time or something i forget when the timing was but i'm in the press box next to rj abadia you know former publisher of the bootleg and i'm looking at rj i'm like what are they doing so like yeah stanford throws a pick cal fumbles it right back um stanford gets a fourth and goal at the 3 i, I applaud david jawer going for it early in the game they try a quarterback sneak. It wasn't like the like the two and a half. It was like the three and a half. Like it was, I thought it was four, and then they called it three. I'm like, okay, but it was beyond the three yard line. Literally a quarterback sneak. Like not, I mean, right up the gut. Like that's the play you called on your fourth. And I was like, what? What are you like? What are the odds? Does of that David
0: have- Shaw think he's playing with the offensive line he had in 2011? <laughs> Even if you did,
1: why would you do that?
0: Like, I've never seen anyone try that. No, dude. When when they were, like, beating dudes off the snap by, like, two or three yards just to push, then, yeah, okay, maybe. But uh, their offensive line hasn't been that good in years now, too. Yeah. It, he's 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 coaching these games as if he has the team he had eight years ago.
1: <sighs> it's bad. So, 636 yards, the most in the history of this rivalry. 124 years, so...
0: There, that was the first of uh, a couple of firsts in a row there was game. many
1: firsts uh going on but for the point of David Shaw being fired and Chase Garber's good like he's good at, he's he's good um if people say oh Tanner McKee's the MVP it's Garber's again uh he's been the MVP of the, the league for the last decade but what this could do is maybe force Shaw to fire like Trevita Pritchard or somebody like that he doesn't fire people right? Um, continuity. He's like the Pittsburgh Steelers, whatever. I don't know. I don't think see him getting fired at all, but he should be fired. Like, this is awful. Like, this is an awful season. They have actually a pretty good recruiting class, but they've not done the transfer portal well. They've not, they, it's just, it's not good. Like, this is their butt. Like, I told you their butt, their butt. I want all the right. Zodiac killer to call in.
0: Let's give it up. Like, they're going to get ass blasted by Notre Dame this weekend. Right? Unbelievable. It's going to be awful. Yes. Okay. So, Looking at the last three games, or last three seasons, they are four and eight, four and two, three and nine. Yeah, they're going to be eleven and nineteen over the last three seasons. That guy cannot keep his job.
1: I mean, if it was nineteen thirty nine, you could, but you shouldn't in two thousand twenty one. But I think he will. Like, Whew. yeah, oh I don't boy. see that changing. Okay, another. So that was disappointing for me. Uh, this was also disappointing. Number eleven. Arizona Wildcats. And uh taking on their up taking on their number three team. Washington State Cougars. That's correct, everyone. A six
0: and five team is the number three team in the league. A six and five team that fired its coach midseason is the number three team in the podcast of champions power rankings. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean they uh very clearly outclassed Arizona in a way that few teams actually have <laughs> recently. Uh Arizona's hung with basically everyone. This is the first game that felt like a true blowout that yeah. they've suffered since San Diego State. Uh Arizona was non-competitive in this one. Uh Washington State was able to move up and down the field pretty easily um and arizona just wasn't able to find the consistent offense that they've sort of been able to do of late um and the end result was a 44 18 uh shellacking really um and it was uh i think it was 44 10 it might have been i think it was 44 10 it was bad yeah it was really bad It, it was a really 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 bad performance um and uh End result uh, was uh, was a disaster.
1: You picked uh, Arizona in this football game? I did. So getting 15 points. Mm-hmm. They've been very feisty. Um, I like the way Washington State played against Oregon, even though you know it was... I mean, they didn't play great, but they're it just... Yeah. Uh, but man, they did not... It's one of those things when early on... Remember, there, there's always a sign early on, and not always. There's a lot of times there's a sign early on. Arizona's Mike Linebacker got hurt in the very first play. And you're like yeah, it's not going to go well. It was snowing. I'm like, oh, okay, it's not going to go well. Uh, fourth and one, Arizona goes for it, gets stoned. I'm like, yeah, it's you not could gonna... you could see it. You could see that like, but in another world, like if they played again, like I could see them keeping it within fifteen for sure. No, but... I mean like literally, you
0: could see what was happening on the football field because there was an insane, intense fog.
1: That, that, there was parts where they moved the camera; they had to go to a different camera angle because it was I like,
0: loved when they turned the
1: first down line into black because that was <laughs> the only thing that would actually work visually. And Washington State—I don't know if I've ever seen this. I don't know if you've seen this, David. Arizona's defense was actually playing pretty well. They were like getting stops on first and second down. Um, the the draw plays that Washington State was running, Borgie and McIntosh. I think one of the announcers called him Borgie or something, but I was like, "Isn't this your job?" Like, Borgia. It was something bad. Their draw plays were ridiculous. Like there was no, but like when they did a draw play, it was you know you draw it up. Like this is why a draw play work. You draw the defense in, and then you run by. I'm like, it worked to perfection every single time. And as someone that has the other side of the betting line, you're like, no, stop. They but they would do well for parts. Um, but that's why I said they're still. You still saw play, you know. If you just watched, you know, four plays, like two of them would be pretty good. The two that were bad against Washington State were like really bad. Um, And you know, Laura did great, but they they really got killed on the draw plays. They were I don't know if it was noise, so many pre snap penalties for Arizona. It just some of the stuff that even when they they're not like good, you felt like they were kind of buttoned up and they would get good. They looked like less like that this game. There's just a bunch of mistakes.
0: Yeah, they just looked sloppy.
1: Um, but there was uh right before the half. Washington State had a quick touchdown drive. Um, they did a draw, like it was like I mean, there's like a minute left. They did a draw that got like 30 yards, and then a bomb. And it was like what, like all of a sudden, it just like stuff like that would happen. They blocked two punts in the game. One of them was like a partial block that I, I turned out okay. But um, but Borgie and McIntosh had 212 yards on 26 carries, so they averaged eight. Over eight yards of carry between those two. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh Washington State looked good. That's why we have them number three. Um don't I'm not, you know, I think Arizona could still give ASU a game. Arizona, Arizona State's kind of struggling, but this was not obviously not their best effort. But you know, going on the road in the snow, fog, it just didn't it didn't quite work out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh okay. Uh let's go to uh we have our number ten team. Washington Huskies. <laughs> and uh they were on the road taking on Colorado Buffalo. Ryan, I would
0: like to I would like for you yeah. to explain with your mouth parts yes. how it is uh uh-huh. that a team loses by three in a game in which they had Thirteen more first downs than the opposing team. They had uh, what? What's what's the count here? Two hundred and forty three more yards than the other team. Okay, um, and uh, about an even number of penalties.
1: So that you're asking why they only won by three when they did that stuff? Why did they lose by? But oh, they they lost because, that because, game because because. The team I am talking about, good (laughs) sir,
0: is Washington, the team I picked to win this game. And if you look at at all of the stats in this game besides this pesky turnover stat, Washington not only should have won, and actually even including the pesky turnover stat, they probably should still have won, but they should have blown Colorado off the field. And instead, they walked away with a three-point loss. Uh, I have not been on board with the idea that um, uh, uh, our man Dylan Morris was the problem but in
1: this game dylan morris was the problem in a huge way why is that he th- he had a pretty good completion percentage and stuff
0: yeah i mean if you count the two throws that he made to the opposing team that's also right. true yeah and
1: four ter- four turnovers and none certainly helped
0: yeah yeah that definitely definitely helped um yeah washington this was a game of just like absolutely shooting themselves in the foot mostly via dylan morris uh, would drive a long way. I mean, the fumble return touchdown where they had it at the, I think they fumbled it at like the Colorado seven or so, picked up at the 12, returned for a touchdown. Uh, just an absolute monumental nightmare disaster for Washington offensively. And Colorado took advantage. I don't, a lot of people were talking about this afterwards as if it was some sort of um, reflection on Carl Durrell, like improving or whatever with Colorado. I think they were fortunate um, in a lot of ways, but this offensive mess was still the same offensive mess for Colorado that it's been for much of this season. They were very, very fortunate to win this game, and that's no reflection. I'm not knocking the buffs here. I'm knocking Carl Durrell, uh, but Washington is just a walking disaster, and that's that's really why they gave this game away.
1: This, was unbelie- this game was unbelievable. Do you... Do you have a drive chart anywhere? Could you could you pull one up if I can pull
0: up the play by play. Would you like me to read it off?
1: I well, I, I want to know the three and outs, but here's the here's the stats that are really interesting. And at watching this game, as I had Colorado, I think minus or plus six and a half or something like that. Felt pretty good. I mean, Colorado was winning, but the four turnovers are zero. Four hundred twenty-six yards for Washington, 183 yards for Colorado, um, twenty-two first downs 39. 9 the thing, the big thing was, and I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a game when Washington's a bad, like these are bad offenses, right? Like you might get a big play. You might get, when you have bad offenses, they don't move the ball. Washington picked up 14 third downs, 14 of 21. They were five for five to start the game. They could, like, literally third and 15, third, they would find the tight end. And it was like, it was unbelievable. I'm like, Colorado, you would they would get they would like, you know, tackle for a loss, incomplete pass, it's third and 12 and instant first down. It was crazy how many times a bad offense was picking up first downs on Colorado. That was insane to me. And Colorado would just never score. They'd be like, 3 and out, 3 and out, 3 and out. What do you do you have it is it bad? Like So the 3 and outs, there was a sequence in the first
0: half where it went um uh Colorado 3 and out, Washington 3 and out, Colorado 3 and out, Washington 3 and out, Colorado 3 and out, which is insane. Yeah. I, I don't I, that's that's the kind of um football that drives you absolutely right. mad.
1: That was like so Washington got their first five third downs and then they missed like three or four. Then they didn't miss like for the rest of the
0: game. Yeah, yeah. And then so in the second half uh Colorado went 3 and out, 4 and out, 4 and out, and then a 14 uh play touchdown and then 3 and out and then end of the game. But nice. like they weren't doing anything. They were just allowing it was sort of like um they were just returning serve, sort of, um, Colorado, and just allowing Washington to just make mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah. And it was uh brutal to watch. Uh I don't know how you can keep going with uh Dylan Morris.
1: Okay, but he was thirty three of fifty two, <laughs> three hundred and eighty seven yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Lewis, fourteen of twenty five for 112 yards, like I think I'd rather go with Morris over Lewis.
0: Yeah. One of them lost the game for their team. (laughs) And it
1: wasn't the guy who threw for 112
0: yards. I would rather an inert force than a negative one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So they had. So this was. So Washington um, was down at like the three. So it was. uh, What's it called? It was first and goal from like the three. And. And I think Colorado might have been up 3 nothing or something at the time. Yeah, they were up 3 nothing. Wait, and h- hang on. Hang on. Pause. Pause. Yeah. How are we still talking about this game? Because I, I, there's some interesting <laughs> stuff you have to look Like, literally, first to go at the three. So you're watching this game. You're like, all right, well, if, if Washington scores a touchdown, it'll still be, you know, Colorado will still be covering. And then I'm like, turn around, and all of a sudden, the Colorado player is running the other way. Like, literally fumble the snap. Mm-hmm. the exchange and it's returned 97 yards for a touchdown. It's 10 nothing Colorado when it definitely should not have been. And it sort of was like that the whole time and the you know, Washington turn the ball over was bad, but they kept getting the conversions. Um they you know Colorado recovered a fumble in the red zone in the third quarter that led to a field goal. Uh then they picked off Washington at the end, you know. Yeah, and, frankly, and, 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 the problem for Washington
0: was is that their offense was too efficient. And so they weren't allowing Colorado to be on the field enough to make their own offensive mistakes. Yeah, they didn't. That and was
1: the problem. They moved the ball and then oh, pick throw that they threw a pick in the end zone. And it was like stuff like that. Like Washington could have won this game by twenty one points. Washington easy.
0: Washington had more throws in this game than Colorado had plays. <laughs> uh,
1: Colorado, the first time they converted a third down was the middle of the fourth quarter. And they won this game and by they won three the game. points. They didn't convert a third down until the middle of the fourth quarter. What? In the f- yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, but I'm glad I got that one right. I knew it the whole way. I mean, they were covering the whole time. But there's just you just watch the game. You're like, there's no way this should be like this. Okay. Another rivalry game we got to get to. We have uh, our number nine team. They've just been sitting there the whole time. USC Trojans. And our number five team. UCLA Bruins. <laughs>
0: Was this the funniest football game you've ever watched? This
1: was. There were some insane not, stuff.
0: Not quite cheese at bowl in terms of like gallows humor, but just like the funniest stuff happened in this game. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson running in for a touchdown, and then literally a fan being there who's in full USC regalia, bringing a UCLA hat down for him to sign.
1: Like literally, wanted him to sign it at halftime. Right. And somehow DTR runs to him. Yes. And he signs it. Right. Gets a penalty. Ben Bolts from the... the Runs down, gets the quotes. Gets the story from the kid, which then I'm like, okay, this is a weird thing. I thought there's plenty of UCLA fans there. Uh Uh-huh. No, it was a USC fan. I I tweeted out, like, this is, like, the most insane thing. Like, because it was a USC fan, it was even crazier. Right.
0: But then, like, this entire game, it was just, like, full of these, like, weird little things that
1: would just happen. And so, first of all... Real quick. Chip Kelly... When he gets the seventh touchdown, decides to go for two to make it 50. Which was so funny. Doesn't get it. But scores two more touchdowns <laughs> after that. It wasn't like, you know, usually that's like there's ten, seven seconds left. Or, or we would not make it 50. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you tried to go. If you would have just kicked a field goal, that would have been the most points scored against USC of all time. Uh uh-huh. If you kicked the extra point. Uh, but th- that's the weird kind of stuff. Like going for two to be 50. It's like, oh, yeah, you scored two more touchdowns after that. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I loved it that he went for two though. And the funniest part was afterwards
0: he's like, well, that's what the card said. No, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> we want to go up by 24 instead of 23? Okay. Sure. Um, no, it's it's you you wanted to score an even 50, and then you instead, oh yeah, we're just gonna score two more touchdowns, one of which will be Dorian Thompson Robinson literally jumping over a guy who's not like not standing straight up, but isn't like Oh, yeah. Isn't like going for an ankle tackle either. He's got a hurl to about four feet in the air. And he's been
1: trying to do that for a couple of years now. And he finally pulled it off in this beautiful moment. In this absolutely
0: beautiful (laughs) moment, lands perfectly on his feet and walks into the end zone. And then in the waning moments, you've got the whole setup to just be running dives into the middle of the defense. But Ethan Fernia, walk-on running back, sees, hey, look, this USC edge has been soft all game. What the hell? Let's reverse field and see what happens. And then he's off and running past like I I haven't seen jets from that guy like that ever, but running past everybody. He's a walk on, right? Or he walk, was a walk on. He was a walk on. Yeah. He's got a scholarship now, but former walk-on uh receiver, running back, and he just runs past everyone for the 60 uh two points.
1: Uh the most points uh ever by UCLA in the rivalry and like, tied for the most that USC's ever given up. Look, Chip and, Kelly did it once at when he was at Oregon in twenty twelve. Right. Just absolutely, and then the other one was the tarmac game. The other Arizona State scored sixty-two, right. and Lane Kiffin got fired on the way home.
0: Right, and you can't fire uh, the head the coach interim, because yeah. he's interim. Yeah, um, but they want to. They hundred oh, I mean, percent want like, you after yeah. that one. Um, but no, it was it was this like beautiful thing, and you know, obviously, it's it's a it's a inherently like in the grand scheme of things, a meaningless football game between two teams that are not doing anything this year. Yeah, but the same was true of. USC beating UCLA 50 to nothing in 2011. This was just as funny. Like, this was funny in a really funny, funny way. And watching, like, Zach Charbonnet, we were just talking about this before the show, but, like, in the first half, you know, the first two series for USC, they got picks on both of them. Uh, First three series, I want to say. They got picks on the first two. um, You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson throwing into coverage. And then uh, the third series, I think they looked okay, too. Um, And I was like, oh, oh, shit. USC actually came to play. You know, they look like a USC team should. And then you just saw them get softer and softer and softer throughout the game. Like Like it was like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to play anymore. And you've got Zach Charbonnet at the beginning of the game, you know, struggling to get his three, four yards, you know, trying to get, you know, just grind out the game. And then in the third quarter, Getting fifteen yard chunk, fifteen yard chunk, fifteen yard chunk. There was guys one just, drive.
1: He had four carries that were all over ten yards, like in a row. I think. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. and it was just guys bouncing off of him. Just had no interest in tackling him whatsoever. Um, it was the most. Because um, I won't say like, UCLA has looked physically dominant at times this year, but I won't say it's like a Stanford team. Like it's not. It's not 2011 Stanford. They're they're pretty good physically. Like they're pretty good offensive line. They're pretty good at manhandling opponents. But the disparity between these two programs, from like a, just a strength and conditioning program uh, uh, standpoint, could not have been more stark in this game. Yeah, like just two 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 teams playing a different style of football. Um, and USC, I think if you've got one big takeaway from that, if you're a USC fan, first obviously, well, two big takeaways. First, obviously, there's a there's either a talent or a development issue going on, like a major one, and then second, on top of that the strength and conditioning, everything involved with how you are building your program needs to be overhauled. And yeah. I'm sure that will be with a new head coach. Um, but the the mindset needs to change because I, I don't think you can be USC and run an air raid. I don't think you can do it.
1: Yeah, there's there's soft as it as it comes right now. And that was incredible. Uh, the the there's so many weird things that are happening in this game. But DTR starts off first pass pick. Then just and a bad but, one. And it, the second one a bad one. Yeah. Then Dart throws a pick, and then UCLA comes back and throws another pick. And at once, so DTR was zero for two with two interceptions. His quarterback rating was minus two hundred. Right. It was he could not have
0: started the game worse. No,
1: with two interceptions, and then and then he literally
0: played the best game of his life from well, that. He point threw
1: on. like two more incompletions, so he was like zero for four, and that brought up like I, I tweeted like his two incompletions brought up his quarterback rating like by a hundred, like just just so his throws weren't interceptions it made his quarterback rating much better they weren't complete but it made his quarterback rating rise and then from that point he was 16 of 18 it was he didn't (laughs) yeah he like didn't miss a throw through these bombs and he went from minus 200 i think his final rating was like plus 250 or something like i don't know if you've i bet you that's a record like first of all no one's ever had a minus 200 rating like that's that's almost impossible to do and then to turn it around and not go to get like, oh, now it's 50 or 100. Like to go to 250 or whatever. Like I bet you that's some sort of record.
0: Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, he, that was, in my estimation, that was the best game he's ever played. And he started it off with two horrible interceptions. <laughs> like the first one was inexplicable. And the second one, even if the receiver hadn't fallen down, it was probably a pick. Yeah. Um, and then to follow that up with the way he played. I mean, I don't think he's ever been more accurate throwing deep. Or more on the money. It's one thing to hit him, but to hit him in stride so that they can actually score the touchdown—that uh, was the best he's ever thrown the ball. Um, no, this was a this was a laugher, um, and it was a. I mean, I had a really good time watching it. I'll, I'll just be honest. You I didn't year. go, right? You were no,
1: no, no. But it was so much fun to watch this game. It was uh, actually a decent crowd. It wasn't too bad, but late, late arriving. I I put a tweet like right as kickoff happened. And those usually go crazy, and so I have people picking it up and like, look, nobody wants to go to this game. And but I did another picture like the first quarter, and it like it was good. And the UCLA band performed. Yeah, you know, I loved the both uniforms, the home uniforms. That was all good.
0: Yeah, it was all wonderful. Now, um,
1: the elephant in the room, Chip Kelly gets to stay another year. Maybe. Yay! Yeah. That's the one that, Like, so USC fans, you want to take solace in anything? Your new head coach can beat up on Chip Kelly next year. So that's. Uh, He'll be sticking around. (laughs) He'll be sticking around. Okay, because I
0: will say, even with uh, you know horrible coaching from Chip Kelly, uh, USC's been bad enough that he's beaten him twice now.
1: I know the first year, two and two, baby, nice. Uh, Bowl eligible plus. Um, Okay, so a number eight team, Colorado. We already talked about. Our uh, number seven team, going the wrong direction. Arizona
0: State Sun Devils.
1: (laughs) They had to go up to the Pacific Northwest for like the second week in a row, taking on our number four team. Oregon
0: State Beavers. Yeah, um, Oregon State, uh, it was kind of a weird game, honestly. Uh, Oregon State had the 17-0 at halftime, and then it just seemed like they kind of took their – yeah, not Put off foot, the off the, foot off the pedal, but just kind of like, okay, we got enough. We're good. And yeah. uh, it's sort of a, they sort of allowed Arizona State to get back into it, but Arizona State didn't seem that interested in getting back into it. Right. Um, Jaden Daniels continues to look like he's been broken by Herm Edwards. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's not looking good. He should probably, there, there's probably some other teams that need a quarterback in the offseason. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm oh, just saying. Are you tampering? Um, I'm not tampering. I would never tamper. Um, I'm not even saying UCLA. Real quick, I think there's other teams in the league who could use a
1: quarterback. USC was uh, getting three points, and we both crushed that. I've made a double bet on that one. I also made a double bet on this one because Oregon State was getting three points, yeah, which nuts. No one and no one that talks about the Pac-12 thought that made sense. No. And it Nuts. turns out it didn't make
0: sense. Nuts. Uh, you had Jack Coletto going for a 47-yard touchdown. In this that run. was epic. That for, was so Fourth and cool. one, I it think. So I think it was cool. a fourth and one. It, uh, was it even a fourth and one? I thought it was like fourth and two or three. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. I think it was like fourth Yeah, it, and it was touchdowns. like a
0: long one because everyone was like, oh, God, do you really want him in there right there? And uh, then he, like it was Rod Gilmore, you know, saying something stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, hey,
1: full disclosure, I watched all the Pac-12 football this weekend. And the solo show week, might have played in a volleyball tournament, got a little <laughs> drunk, and didn't watch any. So, you know but solo show that's the kind about all. of uh, expert uh, guidance yeah, you get. That's from what us. we're doing. You know, uh, I went back and rewatch stuff, but at live, no. This I was watching it all. I could. I was just consuming it all. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, but
0: yeah, I mean, Oregon State ran the ball over them. They really couldn't throw the ball much, but they didn't really need to. Um, and effectively, I mean, they they won this game comfortably. Um, it was uh, they held them kind of. It was kind of like a, you know a, a dad. You know, or like an older brother playing with a sibling, you know, putting the hand on the forehead. No, you can't, you can't hit me. You can't hit me. No. Um, they're
1: like playing one on one in the driveway. You're like, I could block every one of his shots if I want to, but I, I don't want to do that. I'll let him get a layup or it two. It is,
0: it is sad what happened to ASU's football team this year. And they were down a lot of guys in this game. We should say that. Like they were down a bunch of dudes. They, or were. they were, um, they were out some guys. So that, that certainly factored in, but, um, there was a lot of promise to this football season. Uh, football season, and now they're two and three in their last five, um, and they've got to salvage it with a rivalry game win over Arizona. But still, eight and four, I think, is far. Eight and four in the manner in which it came is uh, below what I think people wanted out of this ASU team, especially given the uh, the uh, NCAA sacrifices that may be made to make this happen.
1: If only anyone could have said just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Things are going to go bad for this team. I wish someone would have known that beforehand and uh, said something. But, yeah, this, I mean, you feel bad because there's a talented roster. It's similar to USC in a lot of ways where, like, there's, they're not playing to the level of the talent. Um, they could have made it a game where they missed a couple field goals. Like, it didn't have to be – it could have been, like, 17-6 or something, and then you're like, it maybe it's a different game. But it just felt like the way it went, Oregon State had tons of confidence. And then Arizona state would just make enough mistakes. They had a stretch where they had three false starts in four plays. Like, is what? that bad? That's bad. Like pre-snap stuff. Like this isn't, uh, we're worried about like, this is pre-snap crap, you know, but go into the you know Pacific Northwest two weeks in a row. That sucks. Like, that's when I looked at this. I'm like, they're going to travel up there again. And you're going to, they're going to be a favorite. Like, have you watched this team play? Like they beat the crap out of USC. Who cares? They're terrible. um, this line made no sense to me, so I, I'm surprised I didn't – I should have put more than two units on this one, but yeah, I tried to be uh, – Wilner had a quote. He said, uh, at times, I think ASU is more uncoached than it is poorly coached. I thought that was kind of interesting where it's just like, what are they, do, or what are they even doing? Um, I don't know. There was that one – did you see like Oregon State, the punter just drops the ball and like gifted – like Arizona State got a gift touchdown – from that to make it seventeen ten, but then Coletto made that run for a touchdown, um, and that was crazy. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, but there was a gift, like basically a gift touchdown to to get Arizona State back in the game when the punter just like dropped the ball. Yep. Um, Oregon State, how many games they lost in Corvallis this year? Do you want to guess? None. Big fat zero. Zero. Six and over the first time since two thousand they honored Derek uh, uh, Dennis Erickson. The two, you know, all should've, those should have known right there. Uh, boom. So yeah, I saw a picture of Angie Machado back then hanging out with Dennis Erickson or like interviewing him or something. So very cool. Um, so great for Oregon state, uh, more than bull eligible. Uh, so good for them. Okay. Uh, our number six team is Cal. We already talking about them. Our number five team, uh, UCLA. We talked about them. We just talked about Oregon state. We already talked about number three, Washington State. Now we got to get to the very tippity top of our power rankings. The tippity, tippity of the top. Uh, we have a, a new number one because our number two team. Oregon Ducks. Their reign of terror at the top of the rankings is over. We kept having turnover because everyone would lose and they they won a few weeks in a row. Well, that's done. Because our number one team is Utah Utes. And they really did the losing in
0: emphatic fashion. Uh, Utah Beat the piss out of Oregon 38 yeah. to 7.
1: Do you, ever, uh, do you ever watch those Eddie Murphy specials back in the day? And there, there was one, it's like it's early 80s, this is before your time. And uh, they're talking about like assassinations. And he's like, Sadat, he shot the Pope. He's like, You shot the Pope? It's like, yeah, I wanted to go to hell, but I don't want to wait in line. I want to take the Hell Express. Like, like I want to get out of the college football playoff, but I, don't, I want to do it in dramatic, super fashion. I'm going to get my ass whooped by Utah. I want to be down twenty-eight nothing in half. I thought I already showed you by losing to Stanford that I did not belong here,
0: but I'm going to really show you now. It's really funny, like I'm going to lose by four touchdowns in this game, and not and like. Look bad doing it, oh. too. Like, they look so bad offensively in this one. Anthony Brown is not – he is not a playoff contender quarterback. He just isn't. And he hasn't been in any game this year besides maybe Ohio
1: State. He was He was good in that game. Yeah, He was but, good in a couple other games. But, but
0: other than that, he's been mediocre at best. <sighs> um, the run game wasn't doing anything. Uh, Utah's defense looked the best probably it's looked this season. Especially in that first half. The first half was really dominant. Oregon got some things going a little bit more in the first half. They probably could have scored a little bit more in the second half. They were trying to, you know, they had two turnovers on downs. Like Oregon yeah. was trying to make some things happen. Um, so the the score maybe looks a little bit more lopsided than the second half was. But I don't think this score is accurately reflective of what that first half was, which was out and out dominance <laughs> from Utah. Um,
1: 28 and a half is pretty good.
0: Yeah. And wrapping up the half, the first half with that, Un- Britton Covey. <laughs> Punt return for a touchdown was so sick. So
1: so early on, so Utah scores. Oregon moves the ball a little bit. The field goal blocked, whatever. But it ends up being 21-0. I mean, it was like less than a minute left. Utah scores in the first half. And somehow Mario Cristobal completely botches it. There was only like 27 seconds. They got the ball with 27 seconds left. Okay, it's 21-0. Oregon has the ball. 27 seconds left.
0: No matter what, you finish either in the end zone
1: or with no time on the clock. Right. They did not. They two incompletions. Um, they end up calling like a timeout. They punt the ball to Britton Covey. So that was a mistake. So you, you, all you need to do is like get rid of 27 seconds. Don't give Utah a chance. All right, you screwed that up. Well, now, okay. Now you got to punt the ball with six seconds left or whatever. Obviously, just don't punt it to Britton Covey. Like, just punt it out of bounds. It, no way. Right. Like, would he have to take a knee? No. You mean you don't punt like a line drive to Britton <laughs> Covey? gives him a bunch of room to work with? <laughs> well, you could. But then they might return it for a touchdown, and now you're down 28 nothing, And Cincinnati is like popping champagne uh, over there.
0: That was so – I mean, it was that so – That was insane. It was beautiful. Um, Utah looks great. I mean, they, they really didn't try to do much offensively in the second half, um, basically just trying to run the ball and, and put this game away. Um, they looked awesome. Uh, that first half was uh, the best they've played this season. Um, I'm really excited about Utah football next year. I'm perpetually excited about Oregon football just because they have so much talent stockpiled. But again, earmuffs Hitler day. Uh, they've got Mario Cristobal as their head coach, and that's going to be a limiting factor. Um, <laughs> you know, because he he both giveth, he giveth the talent, and he taketh away. Uh, clock management issue. Like that's uh, this is something that we cited. What was that? Two years ago, three years ago, at the Auburn game. Uh, yeah, where there was bad he gacked away um, the end
1: game there and then game management is you're punning the briton covey you know like. I mean, it's
0: just uh, some some pretty basic stuff and the thing is like for a head coach in game there are like i don't know five real responsibilities you've got an offense coordinator you got a defensive coordinator you make like fourth down calls and you make game management decisions screwing those up on the regular you're screwing up a big part of your job yeah. um and yeah your job i mean for what he's done I think you would still call him a good coach in the Pac-12 because of the talent acquisition, because of the uh, mindset stuff. Because in in games like this, um, they generally do get up for them. Uh, but the game management stuff—it's just you, you can't be that bad at it, um, and he's pretty bad at it. So hopefully, he gets better. I hope he does.
1: Yeah, when he's coaching Miami or something, or yeah, he... maybe who knows? Uh,
0: oh. No, I think I think he'll stick at Oregon. Um, but uh, you know, they've got to. They they're getting to the point now where they've got too much talent to continuously like. It's not even losing to Utah, but losing to Utah by thirty one. It's not you know losing a couple of games. It's losing one of them to friggin' Stanford. Yeah,
1: you can't do that stuff. Stanford's bad. Stanford's really bad. But they beat USC and they beat Oregon, which is funny. Well, USC's ass, big they, ass. USC's, yeah, USC's bad. Uh, but Oregon's not. They're not great, but they're not. Uh, sorry, Heathel Day. Um, I've I've forced Hitler to put on a lot of earmuffs, and it's tough for him because
0: he listens on like three X speed. Does he really? He must because he like comments on these things like twenty
1: minutes after they're it, done. It's a pretty quick, yeah. Like he's sending a comment right now. We haven't even put it up yeah, yet. You know, so. He's seeing the future. Uh, okay, well that's the uh, that's the week twelve. Uh, like I said, Dave and I both went four and two. Um, we got seven games this week, and uh, we'll see how those go. So we're gonna get we're doing this on Sunday night. Um, it might not go up till Monday morning, but Sunday night uh, we're gonna get the initial spread. So these spreads might change as we go, but we're just gonna pick on the the initial ones. Haven't done any research on any of these, so it's why gonna, would we? Yeah, because it's just gonna like um, you know just from what we've known. So let's get into our preview. So first up, uh, do we have a name for this rivalry? You know, um, this is a Friday game, I believe. It. It's, I don't know, it's like the Mountain, whatever. But anyway, it's Colorado Buffalo. At the aforementioned Utah Utes. So
0: this is a 1 p.m. on Fox, uh, Colorado, traveling to number 23, Utah. All right. Are you sitting down? I, I am right now. Utah's a 24-point favorite in this football game. Oh. I was really close to saying Utah minus anything, but 24 has given me pause. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of points. So, all right, here's the games where Utah has beaten a team by 24 points this year. Stanford and Oregon. That's it.
1: They just beat Oregon by that. But that is two of their last three games. See, they just beat the crap out of Oregon. They beat the living p out of Oregon. And Colorado won. But, but they like, looked horrible like in that game. They, they didn't get to 200 yards of offense. Right. There I'm going to take two you. Of, I, I,
0: I, I, you've convinced me. I'm taking Utah. Utah two of fourteen on third downs. I'm taking Utah minus twenty four. I think they beat them by about five touchdowns.
1: Yes. No offense, buffs. I love you guys. I do love the buffs too. I don't know what what number would. I this number initially would make me go no, that's too many. But then it didn't. I was sort of like I got over the sticker shock fairly quickly. Yeah. Damn it. I didn't it's think It's really would tough. That. I didn't think I would
0: take. If it, that. if it was a full 28, I think I would take Colorado. But at 24, I think Utah can do that pretty easily.
1: Here's Okay, here's a problem. Let me pull up the their their, their score. Is
0: Nate Landman going to be back for Colorado?
1: Mm, I don't know. So we just Okay, 38-7. All right. That was that was an epic beatdown. beat down. But when they played Arizona, you know, it was at Arizona. Like it was a what a 9-point game. Some of that, and I felt like they came off the 52-7 win over Stanford. And I was like, okay, they're going to cover the 24. I, picked, uh, I think I, I picked Utah on that one. Frankly, well, they beat UCLA by
0: 20, and it wasn't
1: that close. Yeah. But could they have been looking ahead to Oregon when they were playing Arizona? Maybe. I don't know. But this is like another home game. They've already clinched the South. So there's, there's a lot of reasons why they might not pile it on. But it's still like Colorado looks so bad on offense again. Colorado, had like two games where they're like, oh, they're good. And then I think a half. And then they went like the first half against UCLA, they were like, oh, they're still pretty good. And then they just fell off a cliff again. So they fired their offensive coordinator, I mean, their offensive line coach. Things got better for two and a half games. And now they're butt again. Yeah, give me Utah. It was, that was hard, but that's I'll, a tough one. I'll that's take a, Utah. That's a lot of points. One. Yeah, it's a lot of one. All right, uh, let's go to the application cup. We've got Washington State Cougars. We could use a good one and not the bad one. Uh, They're going to go on the road to take on Washington Huskies. Yeah, I'm going to look something up really quick
0: because I think this one actually opened as Washington favored. Hang
1: on. I hope we can still get that because obviously we're taking Washington Let me see. Let me
0: see. I don't think we can. Uh yeah, it opened Washington minus three, and it has already moved to Washington State minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so it's Washington at uh it's Washington State at Washington at five p.m. on FS1. Uh, Wazoo is currently a one and a half point favorite. Give me Washington State. Oh, uh, duh, they are good. Washington is ass. Yes, um, and. uh I I don't know. Have they have they definitively said that they're never allowing Dylan Morris to start another football game? Because if they haven't, then I'm taking any other team. He threw for three
1: hundred and fifty yards, dude. <laughs> if
0: you say that one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna jump across these desks. <laughs> you
1: you lost the fan. <laughs> I love that. One. That's one of my favorite.
0: I was so wins. angry. I was so angry paying attention to that football <laughs> game because I'm like, how does this keep happening? They drive the field and then interception or fumble or fumble return for a touchdown. What is happening? The 97 yard <laughs> return was so awesome. I was so angry. Washington's
1: bad. Um, Washington State should pummel them. I can't believe we were going to get three points. And can we just say we? Re- so Jake Dickert's
0: going to get that job, huh?
1: He could. Um, he's got them. You know, playing well. So uh, sure does. All right. So we're gonna go both go with Washington State. Uh, let's see. Next up, they used to call this the civil war. We'll still call it the civil war. Oregon State Beavers. Licking their wounds, ticking on. Oregon Ducks.
0: This is the first Saturday game. Uh, Twelve thirty on ESPN. Oregon State at Oregon. Uh, Oregon is a seven-point home favorite mm. over the Mighty Beeves. That's a tough one for me. So, Oregon, what you've got there yep. is a team just got that shellacked. just got absolutely pounded <laughs> by Stanford. Mm. Or not by Stanford, by Utah. Uh, I mean, they also lost. That, that's true. They also did lose. They did, the... but that
1: was earlier in the year. Uh, yeah.
0: On the other side, you have Oregon State, a team that has won its last two games by two touchdowns and three touchdowns. But previous to that, they managed to lose to Colorado and Cal on the road, each of them. Uh, their road performance this year is outside of uh, playing the Little Sisters of the Poor USC, mm-hmm. uh, they've lost every single road game. They lost to Wazoo, they lost to Purdue, they lost to Cal, and they lost to Colorado. Uh, what type of game is this? Is this a home game?
1: This is a same state. But But not in the same stadium that hmm. they would play in. It's farther away. So we'll call it a road game. Okay. All right. I like Oregon
0: State. I think they've actually fixed their defense a little bit in this uh, post-Tibisar era. Yeah. Um, However, Hmm? however, uh, I don't think Oregon's going to play that horribly again
1: in their final game of the season. Okay. But will they? This is for, okay, so we didn't really talk about this, but PAC, so Utah won the South, Pac 12 North, Oregon wins, they're in. Oregon State wins and Washington State loses, Oregon State's in. Oregon State wins and Washington State wins, Washington State gets it because of the tiebreaker and they have the better division record.
0: So does Oregon have the weird thing going on that USC had all those um, Carroll years where if they weren't in the national championship picture, they sort of were like, ugh. Do we have to play for the Rose
1: Bowl? They were like they were gonna go to the playoffs and now they're not. And Are they gonna have a Utah little bit might of have that? screwed themselves because they could have lost a game and Oregon goes to the playoffs and then That's Utah- all stupid though, because Utah should beat their ass again. They will. Yeah. Uh
0: I'm gonna take Oregon State. I've talked myself back out of it. Oregon nice. state, yeah, I think they uh they cover the seven. I don't know if they win, but they cover the seven,
1: okay, uh, I'm gonna take the ducks. I need to go I need to try to catch up a little bit. Uh, I'm sort of on the fence on this one. don't feel very strongly, but uh Oregon State, I've picked them, I think almost every game this year, if not every game, and it basically like if it's home, cool. if they're on the road, no, so just because they're on the road, I'm gonna say no, fair enough. and uh I'm gonna take the ducks. fair enough. all right, uh, we got some territorial cup. Action! if you remember last year, there was a whole lot of points this Wait, this, this one. is the Apple Cup, right? This is the, this is the, the Cactus Cup or whatever. No. Uh, the game last year, a lot of points. Um, not, not for one, just for one team, though. Not for the other team. The big game between. The big game we have. Arizona Wildcats. Head the Tempe to take on. Arizona State Sun
0: Devils. <laughs> a 1 p.m. are on the mighty Pac-12 Network. Arizona traveling to ASU. ASU, So many packed on that ASU is a 20-point favorite. In what universe would you take ASU, favored by 20, over any football team right now? Uh, Wow. And I know Arizona. Do they qualify as any football team? I'm not sure. But I'm still going to take them plus 20 points in a rivalry game.
1: 100%. Now, last year... The score was maybe like 77 to nothing or something like Look, that. We've was, all been there. It's happened. Was that the actual was it seventy-seven-seven or was it was it did it end up being 77 nothing? I forget what it was. I think it was 77-7. It, it was all sevens. It was I something so, so very yeah, let me pull it up. It was uh, uh no, it was seventy-two seven. Seventy two seven. Okay. Um, my apologies. Seventy to seven. Arizona's been pretty good at big dogs.
0: Like Mm-hmm. You know, I, think Jet, I think Jed's gonna have him motivated for this one. Don Brown's uh, swan
1: song. They, they didn't cover, you know, last week with Washington State, but that was like in the snow. Like this is just, you know, different elevation, same damn state. You know, it's gonna be hot. Whatever. Yeah, give me the twenty points in this one. Uh, I will not like. I think this will be a a multiple unit bet for me. I think I'll, this is one I'm gonna put at least two units on. Um, a lot of confidence. Feel in pretty Arizona confident right there. Yeah, uh, but. I'm not, I, I could I could put my head on the pillow going, ASU is just not that good. They're just not very good. Football team. 20 points with anybody. Like, Stanford, I might take 20 points against this. Maybe not. But I think I would. I would take 20 points, Stanford. Stanford, Arizona State, plus 20. You taking them, Stanford? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I feel pretty good about this. And if I lose, it's like, okay, fine. Like, it certainly could happen. Arizona, you know, could fall apart. Arizona State's got enough talent. They could put it together. But I, I will, my head will go on the pillow very, you know, soundly uh, taking these 20 points. Okay. Uh, we don't have a sound for this one, so you can do this one. Uh, uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish. You want
0: to? Oh, me pot the gold. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That wasn't even Irish. Uh,
1: they're going to be on the road taking on
0: Stanford Cardinals. <laughs>
1: I'm assuming this is
0: NBC. ESPN doesn't have it listed, but 5 p.m. on NBC, I'm assuming.
1: No, it's at Stanford,
0: so it won't be NBC.
1: Well, then what the hell network is it? Uh, Let me pull it up for you. It's not ABC. It is... Sorry. This is great podcasting stuff here. Whatever. Uh, Fox. Well, what the hell, ESPN? Come on, just list the damn
0: things, because I'm using this as my reference point. 5 p.m. on Fox. 5 p.m. on Big Fox, number 8 Notre Dame, going to 3 and 8 Stanford. Uh, Notre Dame's a 17 point road favorite. Um, Ooh. So I haven't, I haven't touched in on Notre Dame in a while. What have they been doing? Oh, they, They, wow. They crushed. They beat Georgia tech by 55. (laughs) They beat Virginia on the road by 25. They beat. Okay. So they, they've allowed nine points in their last three
1: games. Right. Total. Well, but see Stanford's, I mean, but Stanford's scoring right Uh now. They're (laughs) like, they're on a scoring frenzy. Uh
0: huh. Uh Aren't yeah
1: I, g- I mean give me Notre
0: Dame give, give me Notre Dame no yeah. question about it but um um yeah what what else could you do here I uh, there's you can't take
1: Stanford <laughs> no <laughs> you, like Cal just wall of them like in the same stadium like
0: yeah uh, Notre Dame's gonna uh, they should murder him. like it should be uh, absolute bloodletting if yeah. they if, if Stanford goes three and nine this year you're telling me you
1: don't think David Shaw even has a chance of being fired. I don't think, just for the people, I, I need to make some more calls, but, like, I haven't talked to anyone that feels like, even, like, I talked to RJ. He's like, they'll never fire him. And I, that's what I've heard from people. Like, they're never going to fire him. Like, he's just, no.
0: It's bad, dude. It's I, really I, bad.
1: Uh, yeah, this is, I feel pretty
0: good about these picks. Yeah, I feel really good about that one. I could. I, I could, feel like we found some um, rather soft first week lines here in the like fourteenth week of the season.
1: This might be a double. I might have to put a couple units on this. This, yeah. this is the biggest weekend. I got to. I got to like bet some money. I would like. Oh, oh
0: we've got one coming up that I feel is going to be a, a heavy one. A heavy, heavy, but... heavy, heavy, heavy winner for you. All, right. uh, all right. This is mostly because of its location, more than anything.
1: Right. Uh, so we have uh, the first place team in the Pac-12. 4-0 BYU. <laughs> you wanna, do you want to do a... Oh, wait. We have a cougar. Well, well I could... Yeah, like, give, him, give him the cougar. Hold on. Uh, BYU. Loved it. That was pretty good. That was great. Okay. I like, kind of dubbed it on the fly. Uh, taking on...
0: USC Trojans. This is 730 on ESPN, number 14, BYU, traveling to... That's important. <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum to take on USC BYU is a 7 point road favorite here obviously we are both taking BYU here the reason being that USC its home performance this year uh beat San Jose State hey they beat a team they did beat a team San Jose State 30 to 7 then they lost to Stanford by two touchdowns then and they allowed allowed 42 points then they lost to Oregon State by 18 points allowing 45 points then they lost to utah by 16 allowing 42 points and then uh i'm going to say a moral loss to arizona where they allowed 34 points and really allowed arizona's offense to get jump started for the first time and then just recently just a mere moment ago here on the cosmic plane that is our show uh they lost 62 to 33 to ucla
1: yeah um not so fast
0: my friend seven no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> <fine>. <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? Uh, so, what, what's the line at which you would have not taken BYU? So let me, I, okay, we, we'll get to that in a second. Let me tell you Arizona's what they've scored this year. <laughs> so they've scored 16, 14, 19, 19, 16, zero, 16, we're going to skip one, 10, uh, 29, and 18. There's one thing that's not like that. I remember do you ever watch it like, what was it? Uh, Zoom or Uh like whatever. One of these things are not like the other. Was that Sesame Street? 34 against USC. Like by far and away, the most points uh, scored by the Wildcats this year. And that was, like you said, in the not-so-friendly confines of the LA Coliseum. USC has given up 225. I got to ask Dante Williams this tonight. 225 points to conference opponents in the Coliseum. Outscored by 70 in conference play at home. Never happened before. I wrote a column. This is the worst USC team since 1957 when they went one and nine. Like they went three and eight in 1991 with Larry Smith, but they beat number five Penn State that year. Like Petros Papadakis was the captain of the 2000 team that went five and seven. They finished tied for last, but they were competitive in games. Like this team is non competitive. BYU is sort of like UCLA on steroids. Like it's going to be pound the ball, run the ball downhill, better coached. Yeah, give me all of the BYU. This will be a multi-unit game for sure. So this um, SRS is
0: a simple rating system. It's uh, yeah. basically it's a point differential thing. Like uh, relative to an average team, what would you be expected to win or lose by? This is the first negative SRS that USC has had since 1957
1: this season. I said this was the worst team since 1957 in my column. Yeah. I could have like used that as data. Yeah, that is that is can the you data send point. send me that? I just email me that thing. I want to like Yeah, yeah, no, you just it.
0: go to uh, SRS USC football seasons, the historical record. You can sort by SRS, but really just look at the graph because it's the first negative number you see after this year. So, even uh 3 years ago when they were bad, they were nowhere near as bad as they are this year. SRS. I'm going to Yes, I'm going to
1: write this down because I need to like Perfect. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is the worst. This is free money, like oh yeah, free money. Yeah, I have no idea why why it's only seven points. None. No, could BYU be all weird and stuff and like do something like bizarre? But like USC was so BYU's been beating the hell out of teams.
0: Like they beat uh, well, I shouldn't say beating. The they hell just out beat Georgia. Didn't. They beat they beat UVA. They they scored sixty six points against UVA.
1: Yeah, they just played. Uh, with Clay Helton's new team, yeah, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern beaten by seventeen, only by seventeen. They're going to beat USC by more than that. People have already talked about it on our message board, like, yeah, no, Georgia Southern is more
0: competitive than than USC is right now,
1: and they're bad. Yeah, they fired their coach. You yeah, know. yeah, that's
0: that's easy money right there.
1: Okay, yeah. So how
0: many units on that one?
1: I'm probably going to do the five unit thing like I did for Oregon the other week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Easy, easy yeah. money. I forget which game that was, but it was just like, oh my god, they're yeah. like.
0: This is the easiest thing you'll see this side of Jack West starting another football game for Stanford.
1: Yeah. I want to, what was that one? Let me see. It was, uh, yeah, this is, this is so bizarre. So Oregon, I think it was Oregon. It might've been Oregon or Oregon, Washington. It was, yeah, six and a half points. Um, yeah. And I just took, I took the, you, you took Washington and I took Oregon and made like a five unit bet on it. And it was like, uh, great. Okay. How the hell they were only favored by six and a half points against Washington? I have no idea. Like, did you watch Washington? They're so bad. Okay. Anyway, our last uh, our last game. Um, do you have to play this one? I guess you have to. California Golden Bears. Go to the Rose Bowl taking on UCLA
0: Bruins. <laughs> So I don't know what to do with this one. So first of all, I have to write a preview later in the week, and I can't guarantee that my prediction won't change after I like read a little bit more about Cal. Okay. But my sense of the situation is that Cal's been playing a lot of good football, except for the game where they missed everyone due to COVID they against have. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, now we've seen this. Uh, we were joking about it earlier. We've seen this movie a lot. Win or lose against USC. UCLA coming out the next week and laying a fat egg.
1: It's not the... It wouldn't be the body blow theory, but it's more of just the hangover effect. You get the the
0: emotional up for USC and then it's the emotional down. And they were very obviously like it was full celebration mode for UCLA in that game. I
1: was in the so in the Coliseum. So I'm in the press room. It's between like the two lockers. Like usually here, the when the opponent wins, like it's they're right behind us. You can hear all the music, all that stuff. There were literally people like pounding, like someone was like they knew the media was in the next room. They were like pounding on the wall and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. So this
0: one's on at 7 30 on FS1. Cal coming to the Rose Bowl, taking on UCLA. UCLA is a seven point favorite at home, which feels right. Like it feels like that's the right spread. Yeah. But I can't shake the feeling that the Cal team that they're basing that spread off of is not the same one that we've seen for, you know, the last five weeks or so. I think Cal's better than what the stats will show you about. Um, how they should look right now. And I think UCLA is about the level that it shows, it's shown in stats. I'm going to take Cal here. I think there's a lot of reason to think that they're going to be up for this one because they have to make two more wins happen to get bowl eligibility. And I think for Cal, they feel like a bowl eligible team. Like I think they probably in their locker room are like, we got screwed out of a win. We needed that Arizona win and we got screwed out of it. And now we have to make up for it. Um, so I'm going to take Cal plus seven. I don't know if they win, but I think they're going to be I think they're going to give their like 95% shot to UCLA. And I don't know if UCLA is going to have even, you know, 80% energy for this one. So, yeah, give me Cal.
1: This is tough because I want to, my gut says go with Cal. I want to take Cal, but I need to sort of try to catch up. And this is really like, and we only have one game different so far. Uh, This is not a unit bet. This would be a one-unit bet, not a multiple-unit bet. Like I'll bet one-unit. I unit. would not
0: bet on this football game is what I am saying. No,
1: but I, I, I'm betting on every one, but I'll do one unit. Unless I feel really confident, then I'll bet more. Um, UCLA covered against Colorado, covered against USC, uh, did not against Utah, did not against Oregon. You know, I'm going to say... The Bruins kind of put it together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with your Bruins. I just saw them. I saw them in person. Saw what they could do. Saw what they're capable of on the road. Getting a 29 point win over a rival. I think they to knock Chase Garbers and Cal's bull aspirations blown clean out of the water. I can see and, on your face how little you believe this. And Chip Kelly is going to sign
0: a five year extension. There's no way they're giving him a five-year extension. Now, look, if, if they give him an
1: extension, it's going to be— They should. They just beat their rival so badly.
0: I'm going to jump across these desks.
1: <laughs> did you love my tweet, by the way? your I, bir-
0: I did. That was a really sweet birthday the tweet. Birthday I tweet. needed that. I needed that stat. <laughs> that, was, that that really made my day. I
1: don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not. I might have, but it was like— So literally, like now they won one, but Chip Kelly had to win. If, if Chip Kelly won his next 30 games— would be 30-0 and in his next 30 games. Now it'll be 29 because he just won one. Right. It's going to be Cal, but so 29 in a row. He still would not quite have as good of a record as Clay Hilton had at USC. (laughs) Like, is that insane? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Clay Hilton, top two UCLA coach of all time now? Like, we said top five. I think it's top two. I'm going to... (laughs) i'm gonna jump across these two desks i mean that's obviously with a basketball school you're gonna get stuff like that right so it's just like (laughs) (laughs) all right well those are our picks i'm gonna i'm gonna take the bruins because i need to uh catch up it's funny we do picks for our um for my staff us picking usc everyone picked ucla on my staff i bet ucla big but i'm behind on them and i just did i'm like i'm just gonna pick usc just because i'm already behind i'm not gonna catch up I have to just try to catch up to everybody and pick USC. That didn't work, but, but I, I put my money on UCLA because I was just like, whatever. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We just have a few questions to get to. uh we're back how did we go an hour and 20 minutes i don't know this is like we're it's really almost like 10 p.m it is really
0: late at on sunday night yeah we're crazy this does not make any sense why are we doing this why do we record this show are you why is this happening
1: you're going to vegas for like a basketball thing why am i doing that i don't know none of this makes sense i'm going to temecula
0: why are people listening
1: they do i okay i'm gonna can i do full disclosure yeah okay we could have probably recorded on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I um I mentioned this on my the Parasol podcast, or whatever. I have a buddy that works in like TV production, or whatever. I play volleyball with him. He's like a stunt athletics coordinator for the All American, the show All American. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. It's uh it's like high school recruiting, right? So it's a kid, like it's based on a true story. Like kid from Crenshaw goes to Beverly Hills High School, whatever. Teen drama. There's like four seasons. I've never seen it before. there's like four kids, like the four main football characters play old ass volleyball guys on the beach and the old ass volleyball guys beat their ass. They asked me to be like one of the guys to beat their ass. So like I played volleyball against the four players, like last Wednesday. And it was a lot of fun. Like I've never like, whatever, like. I've done a little bit of stuff, but like, it was kind of fun to like be in there, like take, you know, they did a whole bunch of takes and you know, go in, like hit balls at these like these kids and stuff. And one of them could actually play. Their, their tall quarterback, is Jordan's the character. He was actually a good volleyball player. The other guy sucked. And we had three guys that could play volleyball, and we had an actor that was not very good at volleyball, but he was the Red Power Ranger. Like I don't know. I was like, like, oh, what have you been in? He's like, oh, it's the Red Power Ranger forever. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. But anyway, so it was a lot of fun. But then they called me back. like, you want to come back on Wednesday? We're doing some other beach show. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll come back. So I'm going to do some more acting on Wednesday. That's why I can't do the show. That's awesome. (laughs) It was really fun. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, it's really good. So I watched the whole first season on Netflix uh so cause i didn't know who these guys were well you had to do your research your homework yeah you, you had to get in character i don't really care they were, but they were all super nice like the the four football players they were they were really cool and so I'm like i should watch and see who these people are because i had no idea what was going on um but then i'm like they would come back i'm like yeah sure i'll come back that would be fun oh, that's but awesome it was like 5 a.m call time it's very la this is a very la thing uh but it was, anyway so that's why i can't do wednesday so we're doing this on sunday night as david yawns yeah i'm tired I'm tired too. Okay. Uh, Let's see. We have uh, Frank, no no sad face on Super Mario. Mario Cristobal did not look sad at all while his team got hammered by Utah, knocking off any outside hope for the Ducks going to the playoffs. They didn't have outside hope. They were like going to be in if they won out. Uh, That's due to the fact that he doesn't care because he's going to LSU in a month. Mm. Frank. Intriguing. I don't know about LSU. Miami's not open, right? It's they fired their athletic director, but they haven't like yeah, made a move. Manny Diaz hasn't been
0: fired. I don't no, think. No,
1: but they're that could open at some point. But yeah, Florida's open. Yeah, Florida's a big one. I don't know if he would be. I don't know. We'll see. Might be might be a fit there. Uh, I don't think he would be a fit at LSU, but they, they're they're going for like big, big, big names. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Be, well, I mean, he's a big name, but
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say he's like imminently going anywhere. I think Oregon's going to match money for him, you know, and I don't think Oregon wants to be on the market this year, so I think they're going to do whatever they can to keep him. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some offers. I think Florida is one that would make sense to me because they they haven't recruited well under Mullen. Uh, he has kind of um, let that go. Um, so getting a guy like Cristobal, who's definitely going to recruit. Like he's definitely yeah. gonna recruit the shit out of that job. Um that would make some sense. But whether they can make it happen, I mean they might have to break the bank to do it. And Oregon, I don't think they're going to want to be hiring this cycle. So, you know, spending whatever you have to spend to keep Crystal Ball probably makes the most sense at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh I think I mean if Miami does open, that's the one I think you'd have to worry about the most. But maybe. I don't know.
0: We'll see. All right. Uh, This one uh, is from a text message. Uh, First of all, go Utes. Beating Oregon last night exercised a lot of demons from 2019. Wouldn't it be the most Pac-12 thing ever if a school, Wazoo, with a coach fired for crazy reasons makes the Pac-12 title game? Also with three potential. Yeah, that would be the most Pac-12 thing. Actually, the most Pac-12 thing would be if they won the conference.
1: That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Interim head coach wins the Pac-12.
0: Yeah. Also, with three, potentially four Pac-12 jobs opening, Washington, Wazoo, USC, and maybe ASU, who would be an ideal candidate for each job? I mean, I think just Dickert at Washington State right now, like... I think Dickert makes a lot of sense. I like the idea of a defensive coach at Wazoo. Um, We haven't really seen it before. I'm interested to see it, uh, or seen it recently, I should say.
1: Yeah. Uh, Washington? Like a Billy Napier, or like... What fits fits there. I think Deboer makes makes us Deboer, I think, would be good. He's he's I mean, he could be I mean he could be one of the best candidates out there. He might,
0: I mean, he might be a dominant coach. You just don't know. I mean, at the at the lower level, he was freaky good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he could be really good. Uh he's maybe your, you know, if you're looking for like a Chris Peterson type, maybe he's the closest thing to it. Um USC, I guess it's fickle.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't see him leaving, No, but I mean, it could be, but like I've grown on Aranda a lot, um, but I still like Matt Campbell. Like USC fans love Aranda for some reason, not as much on Campbell, but like you got to rebuild and Campbell's done that. And when people like say things about James Franklin, like he rebuilt Vanderbilt, they were terrible. He made them great. And then as soon as he left, they're terrible. Like that's the kind of stuff where you're like, wow. No, yeah, he's been the best at Penn State, but he showed the ability to rebuild. And certainly, Matt Campbell took a program that like they had like one nine win season in history or something like that. Like it's crazy what how bad Iowa State was. Um, so I think either one of those two guys, I think, would be probably good. I don't know who, like honestly, or just you know outside of Clancy Pendergast or Jeff Fisher. <laughs> who, <laughs> uh the, the no bs who would scare you the most like who would you be like oh crap they've hired that guy
0: honestly it would be somebody who's who i think is an actually really good coach who um would bring them back a little bit of um toughness I'm, I'm not no i'm not even being facetious <laughs> i don't know if aranda actually makes the most sense for that i think like a guy like kalani sataki oh, yeah, would I mean, actually be really really good there um they just the thing is you always have to build into the evaluation who would usc actually drop down to pick up because they're not going to go hire Kalani Sataki, they're not going to hire Kalen DeBoer. Each of those guys would probably kill this job. They probably would. They yeah. would murder it, blow it out of the water. But USC in its um, in its arrogance is not going to ever be able to make that hire. And so it has to be somebody with a name, you know, somebody who is a Power Five head coach, somebody who's like at least done it at some level. And when you're talking about that, I think Aranda makes more sense to me than Campbell. Um, I think he is the. Uh, I like Campbell. I think he's pretty good. I don't know that I see Elite there. Uh, but Aranda might be. Like yeah, he, he might be. have that. He just um, haven't done it that long. And he's also like a pure defensive guy. Um, which you know, I, I heard that talked about a lot during that game uh on Saturday. I think that makes sense for USC with their next hire. Like you gotta get something back with the defensive culture at USC because they've had some soft ass defenses for a while. Really
1: soft. ASU, who's the former offensive coordinator that's a good head coach now? Billy Napier. Yeah, Napier, yeah. So yeah. that was the other one. It was like he could be I a-
0: wouldn't go like full like uh you know running some crazy offensive system. I think USC when it's been really really good, I think it's been built on like some elite defensive play. Um and I think you can find it at USC. Like I think you can recruit that level of athlete and you can pitch a lineage of that sort of stuff that's very recent too. Um Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I think there's a lot of ways you can go with the USC job because it's. Oh, I moved on to ASU. Sorry, you going? Oh, back we're to... going back to ASU. That's what I said for Billy like, ASU. Oh, Billy. oh, th- I thought you were talking about that for USC. No, no, no. Like, yeah. Rem... Oh, yeah. No, for ASU when Herm finally gets fired. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Napier would make a ton of sense. <laughs> that would. Make but sense. he might. But the thing is, because of all the openings, Billy yeah. Napier is probably going to go. He's probably going to skip a step. Like he's probably going to go to like a real top tier job. Yeah. Because. There's there's a real like lack of like obvious candidates for a lot of these now like
1: top tier job openings. Right. So it's like the shoots and ladders when like that big ladder early. Yeah, I know on. you hit
0: number tw- you hit number twenty six and you're all the way up at eighty four. You yeah. know which number? Oh yeah, dude,
1: I have two small children.
0: I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> it might be twenty eight. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Um. All right. Thanks for that one. Oh, that. He didn't. He didn't leave a name, but thank you for for that. This is uh, from Jay in New York. David, sorry about your loss. Uh, a few thoughts, questions. Uh, one, regardless of how this Utah team finishes, the fact that the team has overcome two tragic player deaths and fought their way into the third title game in the past four years is incredible. Witt has to be coach of the year. He's actually now the all-time winningest head coach in Utah history. And as Wilner points out, they've won the last three, you know, regular. Pac 12 South titles, like non COVID years. So, yeah,
0: they've gone from at the beginning of the show when we were first talking about Utah in 2015 or 2016, we had to like kind of squint and say they've been the most consistent program in the league. I think you now can pretty definitively say for the last four or five years, they've been the best program in the Pac 12 South. Yeah. Best. I think not, yeah. not just most consistent, but best. They've been the best.
1: Uh, two, to go along with Witt's coach of the year, are Devin Lloyd and Davion Thomas the defensive and offensive players of the year?
0: You can make an argument for each, certainly. Um, I, th-
1: I think Lloyd, you know, obviously Thibodeau and stuff, but Lloyd's been a beast.
0: Davian Thomas is really good. I wouldn't give him offensive player of the year. I think a lot of other players have um, claims there.
1: I mean, Chase Garbers, Cameron <laughs> <Tanner laughs> yeah. Key, uh, but like I mean, for- BJ Baylor, like
0: I mean, uh, I gotta look at it. Hang on, the- Dorian Thompson-Robinson's stats this year now are actually kind of nutty. Yeah, he's at 18 and six touchdown interceptions. He's at nine and a half uh adjusted yards per attempt. He's run the ball really well uh for nine touchdowns on the ground, five hundred yards rushing. I mean, he's gonna have a claim for it. Um you're gonna have um I mean ASU's just falling off so hard and Jaden Daniels hasn't been good, but like B- Rashad White's great, but he's Rashad can't White's run- been good. BJ Baylor's been really good, but I just don't – I don't think Tavian Thomas is – Jack Coletto. Jack Coletto, baby. Um,
1: (laughs) I mean, it's Chase Garbers, obviously. It's
0: obviously Chase Garbers. We're all just talking about second place here. But, yeah, Uh, I mean, each of them should be in the conversation. Absolutely.
1: It it reminded me, like – so during the USC-UCLA game, I was watching – UCLA was teetering at the 10 yards per play. It was like, oh, it's 9.9. Oh, it's 10.1. Like – they were I was like, oh, I was like, I was almost like rooting for it to stay above 10 yards per play. Like if you average a first down every play, um, that was insane. Let me throw out a fun name for you. Jaden Delora. No, he has the most touchdowns.
0: 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions.
1: Yeah. Year. He's he would be up there too. I'm sorry we didn't mention him earlier. Yeah. Um UCL also had a hundred yard touchdown, a kickoff return touchdown. They had six hundred and nine yards, plus they had like Are you saying Kaz Allen should just get Offensive Player of the Year just for that one game? He could be special teams just for that one. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Three, have you heard of any realistic slash probable candidates for opening coaching roles in the Pac-12?
0: I like to think of myself as a realistic candidate for each one.
1: I mean, I like millions of dollars. I like money. Mm, That would be good. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I think we talked about that already. And then, uh, how do all these firings, LSU, Florida, impact USC and Washington in their searches?
0: I mean, LSU and Florida are going to be in the market for similar guys that USC would probably want to target. I think Washington, they should aim, and and this is, again, I think they should aim a tier lower at potentially better coaches. Like, I think if if they aim at, from the jump, Kalani Sataki or Kalen DeBoer, they're going to end up, I think, really happy with what they've got. Um, whereas if you, you know, put yourself in the, Whatever it is, the Matt Campbell sweepstakes or the Dave Aranda sweepstakes, probably not going to end up with him. Probably going to delay your search, and even if you do, he might not even be as good as the guys that you could get a little bit easier. Yeah, ah, fair. Um, but for USC, I think they're going to be in the same market, so it probably does impact them. For LSU, it, it and could Florida. be.
1: I talked about this on our our live show. It's sort of like musical chairs, and there's definitely, you know more people going around and around than there are chairs to sit down on. And it could get to the point where like LSU doesn't get Jimbo Fisher or doesn't get whoever, you know, they're going after and they sort of fall down to Aranda and maybe that's where USC sort of settled. And then LSU throws like an extra $10 million at the guy or something. And USC's like, tries to sit on a chair and it's no that not there anymore and then they're like crap what do we do now like there could be some stuff like that happening because there's just not that many great candidates out there yeah it's a tough year for this yeah. for all these jobs to be open uh this
0: is my next yeah this is from mark in vancouver uh pac-12 north tiebreaker hello champions oregon's defeat against utah opened up a multitude of possibilities for a pac-12 north winner please rank the following scenarios from most likely to least likely uh oregon beats oregon state Ducks win. Oregon State beats Oregon and UW beats Washington. Beavers win. Washington State beats UW and Oregon State beats Oregon. Cougars win. Uh, I think you have it. Uh, I I would probably... Hmm. I mean, obviously, Oregon beating Oregon State and the Ducks win is the
1: simplest and most likely. Um, probably, yeah. They're a seven-point favorite, so like, that's the most likely scenario. Yeah. I would say... Uh, I would say it's
0: probably Oregon State beating Oregon and UW beating Washington State is in the next with the
1: Beavers winning. Really? I would go the other one. Yeah, maybe. I don't think Washington's going to beat Washington State.
0: I don't think so either.
1: Then why would you say that's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's late.
0: <laughs> Fine. Okay, yes, the
1: Cougars winning
0: is probably the next one. <laughs> Reading is hard, okay? At ten at night, it's hard. And then uh, Beaver's winning is probably the third most likely. Yeah. Uh, bonus follow up: Which of those would be the most fun? Beaver's winning. Beaver's. Well, night. no, no, no.
1: Well, I guess Washington State winning. Oregon
0: State Utah rematch. Yeah, would Oregon be State beat hell. Utah.
1: That's true. But just the fact that, like you said, Washington State with the interim coach going, that would be fun too. It'd be
0: a great storyline. But I would, I, I think I said it at the time. I would pay money to watch the Oregon State Utah rematch. Yeah,
1: I my my gut says Oregon State, but. Either Washington State, or Oregon State would be great storylines. Yeah, Oregon is like we just saw this. We just saw them get you know murdered. I'm gonna go. Do we? We haven't talked about this, of course. So I emailed Dave a thing like, "Hey, you want to go to Vegas?" Mm-hmm. Does, what was your response? I didn't respond. <laughs> when when did you send that?
0: <laughs> we could talk
1: about it offline. Hang on, you want to talk about it now, but. Do you want the so podcast what, of champions in Vegas?
0: Is that the Friday, December third?
1: December third, yes. Do you want the podcast? Champions? So you just gonna go out
0: for that one night?
1: It's Vegas, so probably not. But USC's probably gonna be hired a coach around then, so I can't go too crazy. But I can go a little crazy.
0: I gotta see what my schedule looks like. All right. I gotta talk to my people.
1: Okay, talk to your people. Your publicist. That's what I said the last I time. Know, you gotta talk to talk you gotta, to your gotta, publicist gotta and to see if it works out. My children. Uh, okay. Let's see. This is this is a text message from TK uh, in Orange County. Chip Kelly is clearly the right coach to lead UCLA into the future. Beating this elite USC team in the fashion they did definitely calls for a lengthy extension. I have no doubt that he'll start recruiting at elite level within the next 9 to 16 years. Given these indisputable facts, how long does UCLA extend? The old chipper, 8 years, 12 years, 16, lifetime contract, condolences to Dave and his entire family, fight on, Hi Aranda, and continue to keep it utterly mediocre, boys. Love it. It's, that's, um, it's a very you. I, I love it.
0: I love it. Thank you, uh, very much. That's like uh, exactly what
1: you would say. It's beautiful. <laughs>
0: uh, in in reality, I think they will offer him. Here's what I think will happen.
1: What is this contract like? What's left on it? Do you know?
0: He's only got. Two, he's only got the next year on it. So oh, the thing so you is, gotta do something. yeah, you got to do something. Um, and so, if they're intending to keep him, they have to give him at least a nominal extension. But I truly think that's what it'll be—is like two
1: years. Oh, god! Okay. You get extended two years. What they did for with for Clay Hilton, with five years, no fully guaranteed, buyout. no buyout. Clay Hilton got five years fully guaranteed, like huge buyout. So that would probably work if they want to do that. You know, if they give if
0: <laughs> if, if if they give him a five-year contract at this point. I think I might quit. <laughs> do you know who his agent is? I don't know. Actually, oh, yeah. I but, don't. I don't think he's a. Um, he's not like a
1: big like Jimmy Sexton kind of. I guy. I don't
0: think he's a Jimmy Sexton guy. Yeah, because Jimmy Sexton probably would have angled. Oh, he money would. by now.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you see what we just did to the rival? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get a lot
0: of years and money for that one. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think uh, I don't think he's a Sexton guy. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough because um, it's a tough market. Like I, I fully understand why you might have some trepidation about it in a way where it's not based on the performance. But on the other hand, if you've got an underperforming head coach who's going to continue underperforming, it doesn't really matter what the market looks like. You have to factor in what are your season ticket sales going to be, what's what's the interest level in your program right now, and you watch you look at the Rose Bowl for some of these home games, and it's like, Jesus, like that it can't look like that. Yeah. But do you look at it and say, okay, if he beats Cal? On Saturday, and they're eight and four, and then they go to a bowl game and they win that nine and four. Is that enough to parlay it into recruiting that he can actually build a program? Mm. You know, I was, you know, it wasn't what nine weeks ago when I was engaging in some happy talk about him maybe being able to figure this out. And yeah, they've blown some games, um, but I, I don't think he can. I don't think it's going to work, but I can see how UCLA could talk itself into it, especially given the market.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I think we have one more.
0: Uh, is it the players? This is a text message. Uh, is it the players, or is Orlando a terrible DC, or both? Uh, I think. Can I can I take a step? Yeah, go right ahead. Orlando is a terrible defensive coordinator. There is no doubt about that. There is no question about it. That is a hundred percent true. But it is the players in the sense that um, I don't think. And this, you can correct me if I'm wrong, as an insider at USC. My sense of watching u s c play football is that not a single player on that team has lifted a weight in the last year and a half
1: um so here's the thing, and that's strength and conditioning, baby this is a confluence the Steelers just played, so I'll use the confluence word um of things. I didn't have an issue with Todd Orlando, that was but a little three rivers reference there three rivers, yeah, where they all come together, yeah, yeah. the monongahela the Allegheny, Allegheny, and the Ohio. Yeah, Um, you like
0: my knowledge of Pennsylvania geography? Pretty good. You like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We had the Beaver River go through. That's where I used to fish as a kid. Going because I grew up in that area. But um, there's a lot of things. I'm no expert on strength and conditioning, but I've had enough people say like they don't look. They look pretty soft. You know, I didn't think their last strength coach was very good. It was more just like lift as much weight as you can. This guy was more like functional strength. But I'm not seeing them being like super strong out there or anything. Um, They can't tackle people. But part of it is you had like the cornerbacks coach who works for Todd Orlando now become his boss. You know, 10 games of an interim head coach is a lot of time with an interim head coach. There's so many things that have been wrong. I, I can't say for certain. It's like this guy or this guy. It's just like everything, everything sucked. You know, like the players haven't been as good. They've regressed. I think, we, we had a question like, what if Nick Saban came in and, and coached these guys, the same team, the same players for like 12 months? Like they'd probably win the Pac-12. Like I think they're good enough players that they could still be good if they had a good coach. But they didn't have a good, you know, athletic director. They didn't have a good head coach. I don't think they have good assistant coaches. They haven't been developed. So I think it's like a confluence of things. Um, that's what I would say, but I don't know. But I, th- I-,
0: I think that's right. But yeah, I mean, I think they look really soft. Like, and and that's, 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 it's amazing to me that Clay Helton was able to win as many games as he did, undermined by his strength and conditioning <laughs> staff. The way he was,
1: he had hired he hired um, a strength coach that hadn't worked in college for five years, and then
0: he takes a shot on a guy, and you're trying to beat himself. You're trying to beat him up about it.
1: I like Aaron See, Aaron sat in those chairs right next to you. Like he came in and he lived in Redondo. He came on the show, and he was fun to talk to. Um, I haven't talked to. Robert Steiner, the guy that they've got from, they brought, they hired him from Notre Dame. He was an assistant at Notre Dame. He hasn't really talked to the media very much, um, but I haven't talked to him yet, but I don't know, but thanks for the questions. It's, uh, it's, yeah, we're, why are we doing this?
0: I don't know. It's, it's almost 10, 15 on a Sunday night. I'm flying to Vegas tomorrow morning oh, to you watch, go, should we to go watch a, basketball. Should we go get a beer somewhere? Or? No,
1: no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. Why are you watching basketball?
0: I have no idea. Nobody None of this makes any sense.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You see playing Gonzaga, that's going to be great. Oh, good. Yeah, we're going to love it.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um is it like a tournament in Vegas or Uh
0: it's like a fake tournament, one of those basketball preseason tournaments that's not really a tournament. Okay. It's like a just like an exhibition a of showcase basketball. four yeah. teams,
1: two teams four point.
0: teams, four teams enter they all they all leave like it's (laughs) it's 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 fine like it's no big deal nice
1: yeah i like it uh all right well let's wrap shit up here um oh my god we went an hour and 45 minutes i feel like
0: our cursing level was higher on this one it was a little bit higher at least for me it's later we had a beer yeah
1: the people requested us to be drunk i did the show i did thursday i wanted to drink for because i i gave blood earlier and i was like oh if i have a couple drinks I'm going to be, like, really tipsy. That would be fun, but I didn't. Um, Thank God. I could have done that. Okay, anyway, I didn't watch the games, though, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, Or at least live. Uh, That is David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Podcast of Champions. It's our biggest weekend of college football for a while, so enjoy it, everybody. We uh, hope you enjoyed the show as well, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Adios.